I want to preach a message today out of Titus chapter 2. Write down the title. I love this, this title. It's called, Can You Give Them a Message for Me? Can you give them a message? I don't know if you ever grew up, like, my, my parents, like, if I ever went to go to, like, a, a, a summer camp or I was going somewhere, my parents would always be like, can you give these people a message for us? Tell them we love them. Tell them we miss them and we hope to see them soon. This is like me when I'm like, I don't want to get up in the morning, but Julia's gotten up and she's making the coffee. And I tell my kids, can you go and tell your mother a message to bring the coffee to me in bed? Chad, this is not okay. It's my reality. It just is what it is. I know it should be backwards, but we just started the brotherhood. We're not there yet, okay? Can you give them a message for me? See, I think God was sending the angel and saying to Mary, don't just give Mary a message. Give the world a message. Don't just give the disciples that are still in the faith a message. Give the one that's turned his back a message. Can you give them a message for me? See, I think God has brought you to this service because he doesn't have a message for them. He's got a message for you. He's got something he wants to say here and now to your heart, to your mind, to your soul, and to your spirit. Can you give a message? Here's the message that God wants to say. Look at this. Titus chapter 2. Watch this. This is so good. It says this. God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Like when Uber went public. This is God's message is public. God's readiness to give and forgive is now public. Salvation's available for everyone. We're being shown how to turn our backs on a godless, indulgent life and how to take on a God-filled, God-honoring life. Come on, clap right now if you want to live a God-filled, God on my life honors God. I'm filled with the things of God. I'm filled with hope. I'm filled with love. I'm filled with life. I'm filled with joy. God wants to fill you today to overflowing. This thing's public. It's for everyone. So you can deny your indulgences so you can be filled with the right stuff. Says this new life is starting right now. Just want to tell somebody that's joined us for Easter, this new life, your new life doesn't have to wait for tomorrow. It could start right here today. You don't have to wait a month. You don't have to wait for you to get right. Your new life starts here and it starts now because God's got a message for you. And he's saying now's the time. Today is the day of salvation. This new life is starting right now and is and it's wetting our appetites for the glorious day when our great God and Savior Jesus Christ appears. So he's saying, listen, not only is he up from the dead, but one day he will return. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life into this good, pure life, making us a people he can be proud of, energetic in goodness. Just look at this last night. He offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from the dark life, from the dark side. We, we, in, our, in our home with my older boys, we were watching you know, Star Wars. And my son the other day was like, Dad, how many Jedis are there? I'm like, son, I'm not really a Star Wars guy. I don't know the answer to these things. You're going to have to ask Nate at church. Like, I don't know this stuff, man. How many, how many Jedi? I don't know, but I, know, I do know there's a dark side, son. I do know there is a Darth Vader. 
your little brother has pajamas with Darth Vader on his shirt. I know there's a Darth Vader. He is on the dark side. Jesus is saying, I have come to deliver you from the dark side and bring you into the light side, which is full of energetic goodness. Come on, clap in your house right now on Easter Sunday. Maybe you're by yourself. Maybe there's a whole bunch of people around you clapping, but let's thank God there's a message on Easter Sunday for you. Oh, I just love this. I'm going to give you a few things to write down to encourage you. Write down number one, grace is for all. This is not for a few of us. This is not for the elect or the elite. This is not for a certain political party. This is not for a color, a skin, or a socioeconomic background reality. This is for all. This is for everyone. Oh, the most famous verse in all of the Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only Son, that if anyone, or other translations say, whomsoever shall believe in him, they will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. This gospel is for everyone, every tribe, Every tongue, every nation, every person, every human. Oh, there's not a human on the planet that God's like, oh, no, they, that's too far gone. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, what they said, what they did, what they looked at, what they've, oh, they're past. Oh, my, oh, my, me. They are, oh, we can't do it. No, grace is for everyone. Grace is for all And today I want to encourage you, whether you've been asking God to show up in your life or you haven't even had him on your radar, he is coming into your life to give you a message of hope, a message of love, and a message of grace. I I see, I like Resurrection Sunday because we see in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see the resurrection power appear four times. One time he showed up to a widow from Nain. She had already lost her husband. Now she loses her one and only son. She's from a nowhereville city. She's not from the right lineage. She's, her, her last name has no importance. She's going to bury her son. And Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one, shows up to a woman in Nain who didn't ask for him, who didn't beg for him, who wasn't even looking for faith or asking for a miracle. No, sometimes God will show up when you least expect it. Sometimes God will show up when you haven't even asked for it. Anybody thankful that when you weren't looking for God, God came looking for you? Anybody thankful that before you called his name, he called your name? So I love that he showed up in name. Like somebody's like on Google Maps, name. How you spell that? Was that N-A-N-E or N-A-I-N? Name. He shows up to the least expected. Or what about one time there was this dad in the Bible named Jarius. J-A-I-R-U-S, if you're still spelling stuff. Jarius, and, and his daughter was really sick. And the fame of Jesus had taken off. He heard of the power of Christ. And so he's like, if I can just go get this guy, Jesus, to come to my house, I know that my daughter will be well. So he makes his way to Jesus, and he begs as a pleading parent. 
can you come to my house? My daughter is sick. I need your help. Jesus is like, for sure. Do you have food at the crib? Jairus is like, wife just went to Costco. We stacked. He's like, ball out. Let's go. If y'all got wheat thins, I'm coming through. So Jesus makes his way over to Jairus' house. And on his way, a woman, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years grabs the hem of his garment. And she gets a miracle. Jairus is thinking to himself, hold on, man. I'm trying to get my miracle. How come you're interrupting what God's trying to do in my life? See, I just want to encourage you. Just because God's been blessing somebody else doesn't mean he doesn't have enough grace, enough provision, enough power for your life. So often we think because somebody else is shining, it's making me dark. No, just because God blessed them doesn't mean God can't bless you. Jerry's filled, filled with anger and, and animosity. He's like, what in the world? Like, Jesus, you're supposed to come help me. In fact, while he's feeling this, all of his friends show up and say, Jarius, J-Money, you good, bro? Tell the guy not to come. She died. He's like, are you for real? Like, I had the guy, the Jesus guy was coming to my house, and this girl interrupted. Jesus goes, hey, man, don't worry about it. She's just sick. He, he follows through on his promise. Again, he's not a promise giver. He's a promise keeper. He makes his way to Jairus' house. When he gets there, all the naysayers, all the critics, all the haters are like, ha, ha, she's dead, man. What are you doing here? See, I, don't, I think God likes godly laughter, but he doesn't like cynical laughter. God's into like filling our mouths with laughter, but he doesn't like laughing at people, laughing at faith, laughing at those that are filled with hope. The first thing Jesus does is get all the haters out of here. I can perform no miracle around unbelief. I can perform no miracle around people that are critical and cynical and against the things of God. So he kicks out all the haters and he goes into this girl's room. He raises her from death to life. And the first thing he does is bring her downstairs and says, hey, Jay Money, you better make this girl a sandwich. In other words, what he's teaching Jarius is, I'll do what only I can do, but now you steward what I resurrect. Somebody thank God. God will perform the miracle and then we get to handle what God has put in our possession. So in Nain, he showed up to a woman that wasn't even asking for help. To Jarius' daughter, he showed up to a parent that was pleading for help. And then we see a third resurrection, and that is with Lazarus, his friend. And he's away on ministry. He's been helping others out. He's been serving and preaching and giving and performing miracles. And Lazarus, his friend, literally gets sick. When Mary and Martha want to get the attention of Jesus, watch here in the scriptures, watch how they get Jesus' attention. It says in John uh, 11, 3, therefore the sister sent message to him, to Jesus, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. In other words, what they're trying to say is, hey, 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 it's cool, Jesus. You've been going around and preaching and, you know, the, the feeding of the 5,000 and the walking on water awesome but you do realize the one whom you love is sick like stop taking care of them and start taking care of us they get manipulative in their prayer have you ever got manipulative in your prayers 
Like, Jesus, do you know how much I serve? And do you know how often I tithe? And do you know how faithful I've been to you all these years? You better show up for me. I know you help Nain, and I don't know you help J Money, but you better help me. See, what I love about God is he basically says grace is for all. It is for the one that is not expecting it. It is for the one that is begging for it. And it is for the one that doesn't even know how to get their motives pure. It is for anyone and everyone. It is for the Christian. It is for the unbeliever. It is for the one that knows the word of God. It is for the one that doesn't even understand the word of God. Grace is for all. Now the grace of God has appeared to all men. I don't know if you didn't expect God on Easter Sunday. I don't know if you've been begging for God on Easter Sunday. And I don't know if you've been manipulating in your prayers to God. But God is for you. God is with you. God hears you. God sees you. And if he showed up in name, he can show up for you. If he could show up for a man that had a sick daughter, he can show up for you. If he showed up, he, he showed up in last. I love the Lazarus story. Because girls are like, the one whom you love is sick. He's like, I'm not getting manipulated. In fact, it says that he waits four days. And then he makes his way. See, some of you need to be encouraged today. His ways are above your ways. His thoughts are above your thoughts. And his timing is above your timing. What I know about God is God is never too early and he's never too late. He's an on-time God. He showed up at Lazarus. He had been, he had been dead for days. And he said, Lazarus, you better get out of that grave. The fourth time we see resurrection power is on Easter Sunday when the angel announces, I've got a message for you. Go tell the others and Peter, just like he did it for Nain and just like he did it for Jarius and just like he did it for Lazarus, he has done this for you. Oh, I love resurrection power. In fact, write down number two today. Resurrection power is for all. See, the reason why grace is for all because grace is salvation. Salvation can only be found in the person of Jesus Christ. Grace is salvation that comes through the person and the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names. But what I love about resurrection power, listen, your faith is futile without resurrection Sunday. Your faith means nothing. You and I are perishing in our sins without resurrection Sunday. But because he, he raised himself from the dead, he literally said, I don't just give you salvation. Now I'm going to give you my spirit. Oh, resurrection power. I don't know if you know this. It is flowing through your veins. Look here in Romans. I love this scripture, Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. See, I love Jesus because he didn't die for our salvation alone, but he rose from the dead so he could baptize you in the spirit. So now you've got power running through your veins, the power to forgive, the power to overcome, the power to endure, the power to create. Come on, somebody thank God today. I've got resurrection power flowing through my veins. See, your biggest fear is not your weakness. Your biggest fear is not your sin. Your biggest fear is not your failure. All of us are acquainted with weakness. Your biggest fear is how powerful you are. 
See, some of you today on Easter Sunday, you got to realize I didn't just get fire insurance and get my salvation in Christ. I'm baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit and the same spirit, not an alternative spirit. Not a different spirit. Not an inferior spirit. When you get saved with salvation, God doesn't say, okay, we're going to watch for six months and see how you do. We're going to look at your tithe record, your reading record, and your prayer record. And we're going to see if you qualify to be in the spirit club. The other day I was at a, as a, at a fundraiser and they were, they were acknowledging this one table. They are our gold medallion, triple diamond star, uh, you know, the, the most elite top level of the donors and they went through i was like is this delta airlines or this we want to acknowledge the gold medallion triple stars they have to give x amount of money to get into this club jesus says when you say yes to me you get my spirit and now you got the spirit to heal the spirit to perform miracles the spirit of faith the spirit of hospitality oh i just love the holy spirit because now you got the same spirit not a different spirit not an alternative spirit oh the powerful holy spirit is in your life today i'll just love this about god because god today on easter sunday he's not just trying to he's not trying to convince you of his grace that appears to you he's trying to convince you of the power that is flowing through your body you've got power flowing through your veins oftentimes with my seven-year-old i have to convince him of his power when he is wrestling our three-year-old it's like choking our three-year-old he's like kicking him and i'm like bro He's three. You're seven. And you have strong legs like your mother, not your father. What are you doing? You're so powerful. God's trying to convince you. You are so powerful. You have the power to be generous. You have the power to give. You have the power to love. You have the power to overcome. There is no bondage that is bigger than the spirit I have put inside of you. There is no bitterness that is bigger than the spirit I have put in on inside of you. It's not just that grace has appeared. It's that resurrection power has appeared. You got power. You ought to walk around today saying, I am powerful through Christ Jesus. I can do all things through in my own strength. I can't do a thing. In my own spirit, I am weak. I am horrible. I am broken. But through the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he baptized me in that same spirit. And if that can lift him from death to life, it can lift me out of my mindset, out of my brokenness, out of my hurt, out of my pain. It's the spirit of God that is working within me. Grace has appeared to you i got a message for you this easter it's not just that you got grace you got resurrection power and what does this resurrection power deliver you from it delivers you from all darkness maybe you got some darth vader lifestyles going on in your life it delivers you from this camp into this camp it takes you from the worst place some of you last year you were in the worst place the hardest year of your life and God says, through my spirit, I bring you out of that darkness and into my marvelous light. 
Write down number three today. You need to understand this. It's not just that you got grace or resurrection power. Jesus purchased your freedom. You're free today. Freedom is for all. God doesn't want you just to get saved and live in bondage. I got my fire insurance and I'm going through hell on earth, but don't worry, one day I'll go to heaven. No, no, that is not the plan of God. God says, I'm going to give you my son. I'm going to give you my spirit. And then I'm going to put a spirit inside of you so you can overcome and live in freedom. Oh, I just love this. Watch what the Bible says about the freedom that Jesus gives us. Titus 2, again, he offered himself as a sacrifice to free us from a dark, rebellious life. Look at Luke 4, verse 18. Watch what Jesus says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to bring hope to the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, to preach to prisoners. You are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. I have come to bring a message. Do you hear what Jesus says? It's the same message the angel has. It's the same message that I have today. The message is to any prisoner, God wants to set you free. It is for freedom that Christ sets us free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's no striving. There's no envy. There's no covetedness. There's no idolatry. There's no jealousy. There's no wickedness. There's freedom. He doesn't just give you grace. He doesn't just give you his spirit. He gives you freedom. Frees us from the darkness and brings us into the light. God sent his son on a rescue mission. And the rescue mission came to full completeness when the angel of the Lord showed up and said, Just as he said he did, just as he said he would, he rose from, go tell, oh, go tell these guys, go tell Peter, go tell the world, grace is for all, resurrection powers for all, freedom is for all, I don't know what you've been bound to, I don't know what you've been tethered to, I don't know what's been hurting you, but God wants to set you free today, there's brokenness in you that God wants to heal, there's boundness in you that God wants to deliver you from, so you can be free to worship you can be free to love you can be free to forgive come on freedom is in this house freedom is in your house worship team you can come join me i just love this about god because easter sunday is a celebration grace is for us can you believe people like ordinary broken humans like me and you we get the grace of god I don't know about you, sometimes I resonate with the lady from Nain because I was like, I wasn't even asking for it. I wasn't even looking for it. I wasn't begging for it. God just showed up and called my name. I don't know if you feel like just every once in a while, like, what? Your spirit lives in me. How could this marvelous gift live in a broken vessel like mine? You love me enough. To not give me a cheap alternative spirit. But to give me the Holy Spirit. Thank you Jesus. That I think you gave me your spirit. So that I could walk on earth. Not as a bitter, broken, bound person. But as someone that's free. Someone that's loving. 
Could you imagine how bad Christians would look on the earth if they only got salvation, but they didn't get his spirit? How racist, how angry, how critical, how addicted, how would we ever be attractive to the world? You know, Jesus actually looks at the disciples and he says, you know, you guys are going to do greater things than I did. And they're like, um, come on, man. Like, bro, we've seen you walk on water. Like, Pete got it for like three steps and then like he totally just fell. But like, come on, man. We'll do greater things than you. Like, do you just like, oh, is that just like positive talk? He's like, no, you guys will do greater things. Because the spirit that was in me that allowed me to heal, deliver, forgive, serve. It'll live in you now. And this spirit will be your comforter, your teacher, your reminder. This spirit will, it'll tell you what to say and what not to say. It'll tell you who to align your life with and who not to. The spirit of the living God will live no longer on the earth, but will live in you. I'm not just going to give you the promise of everlasting life. While you're here on earth, you will dominate. While you're here on earth, you will thrive. While you are here, you will live the best life because you will be free. And every vice that tries to attach itself to you, every bondage that tries to chain itself to you, anything that tries to drag you down or pull you down, you say, I'm free in Jesus. I learned this this last year that the greatest thing I can ask my wife or my kids when they are not well if Julie and I ever get into a discussion and when I say discussion I mean a fight come on let's be honest we're in church we can be honest that when we are discussing important matters I can just pause and say hey just tell me what do you need my kids are wilding out and they're getting emotional and they're just melting down I can just sit my kids down and look them in the eyes and say son what I want to ask you, Easter Sunday, what do you need? Because everything you need, he has. He has grace. The Spirit of God is in you. And not only that, but Jesus is everything that you need. What do you need today? Do you need healing? He is a healer. Do you need compassion because of what you've gone through? He is compassion. Do you need provision? He is provision. Do you need peace because of your torment and because of your anxiety and depression? Don't worry, He is the Prince of Peace. What do you need? Everything that you need, He is. And He has shown up in your name. He has shown up in your begging. He has shown up in your pain to say, I am here with an announcement. I have risen from the grave. I am alive. Death could not defeat me. The grave could not hold me down. Nothing could stop my love. I'm convinced that neither height, nor depth, nor power, nor principality, nor angel, nor demon, nothing can separate me from the love that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, somebody thank God today. Come on, in your 
house. I've got a message to proclaim.